Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to our final AFC division preview for 2018. We're talking about the AFC East, which uh, contains a team that Eric and I are both familiar with here in the Miami Dolphins, especially since I live in the area and Eric doesn't live too far uh, from the area where the Dolphins play. So, uh, you know, that one is going to be... A little set of a soft spot for us, but we also got to talk about the Patriots, who, you know, they've only won this division like 14 out of the last 15 years, for God's sakes. And probably not stopping, uh, at least for this year. And you got the Buffalo Bills and New York Jets, which that's going to be interesting to see which one is battling for third and which one's possibly just picking for the first round or for the first draft, you know, first draft pick next year. So, and uh, I'm sorry, Harry, but you may not like what uh, the decision winds up being. But still. Oh, trust me, he knows. He knows. <laughs> At least he's uh, real about it. But, yeah, I mean, it's the AFC East. We know where the bread is buttered. The whole NFL knows where it is at, and it's. Freaking Tom Brady at 41 years old, even though Danny Amendola has gone south to Miami, he's still got weapons. They'll be without Julian Evans for four games. I think Whoa. they'll still be. Well, time out. He does not have weapons this year. Let let he'll figure out how to make the weapons work. Yeah, you know uh, how this this goes with Tom Brady. He'll figure it out, but outside of Gronk and guys like the well-renowned Chris Hogan. Hey, Chris Hogan has done terrific things for him in the last couple seasons. So, you know, 
I think they just got to get through those four games without Edelman, which I know is not an easy thing to say. Uh, we'll have to see how Sonny Michelle pans out. I think that could change a lot of things because uh, he's different than, say, the Deion Lewis's and the Rex Burkheads who's still there. He's a different type of back that they might get more use out of um, than than say they have uh, in the past. Now, more more not a Garrett Blunt total type, but he could do a lot of things that Blunt uh, couldn't do. Uh, but he's not a small back either. So, I think that's something that if uh, and we know Bill Belichick, he likes to figure it out. He likes to play around with his chess pieces and and get it all out there. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy road through the AFC East but I think at the end of the day we I think they're still going to be in that top spot it's hard to say they're not oh no I'm not even going to say that it's going to be in a hard road through the NFC or through the AFC East because the rest of these teams are just kind of eh but if anybody's still expecting oh this dominance and first round bye and 12 13 wins yeah burn a timeout take a step back have a couple more sam adams and get back to me you're looking at brady not even so much in a masterpiece performance but making the best out of a bad situation and turning this into a 10 and 6 team yeah Certainly. I mean, even at 10-6, and six, even if they sneak in the playoffs, you got to be worried about them regardless because that's a different – that's a whole different deal when you get Bill Belichick in, in the playoffs. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, 10-6, and six, are they going to win the division at that? Yes. But how many years have you known Belichick and these Patriots to have to play wild card weekend? Not many, but we have seen it. Yeah, but... Okay, I'm just and saying... It's all the matchups anyway when you get to the playoffs. That is that is that's what that is at, at that point. So, I think what's interesting as well for them is the defense. They have both the McCourty brothers this time, uh, replacing Maka Butler, uh, the much... Uh, disgruntled and maligned uh, Malcolm Butler if you talk to Bill Belichick. Uh, you still got stuff in Gilmore there to help in the defensive backfield, so you would think that that's better. Um, they added a big piece of the defensive line uh, as well that, uh, you know, I'm still singing from a little bit, <laughs> a little <laughs> bit there. Um, in uh, Adrian Claiborne. So, you know, he could be a big factor for them. Um, and if he, especially if he helps Dietrich Wise uh, get even better. And, you know, he was already a force last year. So um, I worry about their, you know, Donta Hightowers and the rest of that linebacking core as far as the defense goes. But if the defensive line can be much bigger force than they have been previously, I think that gives them a different dynamic defensively, and you're not worried so much about giving up a lot of yardage on uh, the defensive end. Granted, they've always kind of been bend, don't break, but last year I felt like it was a little egregious at times. The less you have to put Tom Brady into a corner of having to 
go into a bunch of shootouts because, like you said, he doesn't have the weapons he's had in the past. Mm-hmm. That's a issue. No. No. So I think it's going to be definitely a more controlled offense, and this is going to be another one of those years where they're just going to have to grind out drives, grind out drives. They're going to be very capable, but defenses are going to have to try to focus on, okay, are they going to pull out any gimmicks? If Gronk stays healthy, you know, we're definitely going to have to focus in on him. And if he's not Emphasis healthy, on stay healthy. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. If he's not healthy, it's like, okay, who can we line up? Can we get away with man coverage? Which a lot of teams are really going to be licking their chops at. So, this, this is going to be, if anything, somebody's masterpiece in New England. Whose it is? To be determined. Yeah, plus I got a new defensive coordinator now as well. Matt Patricia moved on. So how are they going to uh, deal with that on on that end? And it's just, yeah, it's another year where Bill Belichick gets to prove if he's a mastermind still. And can Tom Brady still produce at that high level that we've seen him do for so long now? If those both of those things happen. And it's it could be another Patriots going through uh, the division. But there's three other teams in here. <laughs> we need to talk about them. The one that looks like they had the possible closest chance to doing anything to upset the hierarchy is the Miami Dolphins. Ryan Tannehill's coming back from being injured. First time he'll be at the helm of quarterback since December 2016, almost more than, you know, a year and a half at this point. No Jarvis Landry now to bail him out anymore. Uh, he will have to rely on Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, uh, to get the job done. Um, and, you know, that's the thing is, could this uh, this be a blessing in disguise, maybe? Of just okay, now you've you've got less pieces you're familiar with to work with. You've really got to go out there and uh, work your magic, Adam Gaze. Everybody calls you quarterback whisper. You really did do a number with Ryan Tannehill. He had a terrific season in that year that he that he played it before he got hurt. But it's you know. It's it's an issue. I mean, he's got Kenyon Drake. I think a more reliable runner, as we saw. And he's looks like you finally might have a reliable tight end of Mike Gusecki, but we'll see how that goes. There's also defensive questions, too, at least on the front line. So how do you see the Dolphins there, Eric? I don't trust a team that thinks Brock Osweiler is a good idea. Regard Cutler for that. <laughs> Jay Cutler, I could make a slim argument for, although I knew in my heart of hearts that was going to be a dumpster fire. But the fact that you had smoking Jay Cutler, who doesn't give a crap about playing wide receiver on a trick play, you went through a, <laughs> you went through a season of that, and then you decided. Oh, well, bringing him out of retirement was a bad idea. Ooh, ooh, Brock Osweiler, Brock Osweiler, ooh, ooh, ooh. No, 
no, look, Miami, this isn't the 80s. You don't do cocaine like you used to. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. But, no, honestly, it's... I think uh, on the... Def- Go ahead. Everything will be okay, but whatever religion you practice, if you need to make any voodoo dolls to make sure Ryan Tannehill is healthy, hell, I'll send you the material myself. I'll make them for a small fee. I don't mind, but... Oh, Lord, you are rolling the dice. I still think this team is going to rely heavily on Kenyon Drake. He is going to have to play like last season, I think, for the Dolphins to really be competitive. I don't know that you want to put everything on Ryan Tannehill. Uh, we, he hasn't quite still got the rhythm with Devontae Parker yet. Um, and, you know, again, his blanket was Jarvis Landry. He's gone. So I feel like there's a lot of growing pains that are going to happen there offensively. Defensive-wise, Mika Fitzpatrick is a fantastic addition. He is going to help that defensive backcourt that was already pretty damn good last season. And, you know, can Robert Quinn... Robert Quinn's not a, you know, replacement for Indomitian Sioux, but you got less problems as far as getting crazy flags or any kind of uh, locker room issues. But, yeah, that line certainly takes a hit. They might have problems, you know, stopping the run. Uh, and and perhaps teams are going to go that way with the, the defensive prowess through the air that they have. So they they better get the, they're gonna have to get that together quickly. Very quickly, and I don't know. It's just another one of those situations to where yeah, you see the potential of having pieces there. Yes, you're going to be in a crap fight for second place. They could get it, but I just don't know. I. They, I think, think honestly, they caught a bit of a break with what happened with the Jets. But I don't know, maybe eight and eight in the second place finish, reasonable. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Honestly, if I don't think Stephen Ross thinks that they should be winning this division right now, I think he knows they don't have the team ready to to do that yet it's hard to tell what steven ross is thinking anymore (laughs) that's true but there kind (laughs) of just seems like they're waiting out to when is brady gonna finally hit that point where he's not brady anymore and bill belichick moves on and the patriots go back to being mediocre or less and people can start stepping up in the division but Perhaps it won't be the Dolphins because you have two teams with young quarterbacks that are looking to do something. It may not be this year, but certainly the possibilities are there. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills for a second. I was about to say, you have one team with a young quarterback that's looking to do something. You have another team with a young quarterback that continues to be lost in the snow-driven wilderness complete with fans throwing each other through tables. Well, that's not going to stop with the Buffalo Bills. That's just their thing. They just do that. 
Uh, so certainly, <laughs> certainly the Bills uh, improved on the defensive end as they have been, especially in the you know defensive backfield. They got your Davis White already. They got Micah Hyde, Vontae Davis. Then you go in and get Tremaine Edmonds, who was the second uh, first-round pick that they nabbed, which is an awesome decision by then. And you still... So defensively, at least they're set as far as, you know, when they pass. We'll see how it goes when people run the ball against them. They might have the same problem as Miami. LaShawn mm-hmm. McCoy is still involved in that whole off-the-field stuff. Um... But he's still a force to be reckoned with. The problem is they have offensive line issues up the wazoo. They lost three offensive linemen that are vital to that team. Uh, They could be facing Dallas Cowboy levels of what the hell are we going to do here. And not to mention you are now forced to pretty much start Josh Allen because A.J. McCurran went down with a hairline collarbone fracture well, the good news is they've since reported that he did not fracture his collarbone, just a less severe shoulder injury, but he is still going to miss a teeny bit of time. Yeah. So, I mean, you're still going out there. I mean, now granted, you gave him weapons, right, and Kelvin Benjamin and Corey Coleman to, to throw to. Uh, again, you still got LaShawn McCoy to count on as long as nothing else keeps him off the field. So you have weapons in place for Josh Allen. The problem is, will he be able to throw the ball because he's not getting people rushing at him constantly? And uh, the answer proven again, going back to the game against Cincinnati with the ones against the ones. How did that turn out, Bills fans? Yeah, it's, look, we are, oh, I don't know, five weeks or so away from hockey season? Yeah, start getting drunk and rooting on your Sabres now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know Josh Allen can throw the ball. Is he going to be able to? And is he not going to make those uh, rookie mistakes that, you know, uh, rookies are prone to do? Which he will. In droves. (laughs) <laughs> and I just feel like there's just too much, too many issues right now for the Bills. I would not be surprised if they're one of the top, the lowest five teams that are battling for those spots in the draft. Not to say that the Jets couldn't face the same possibility here because really? they don't have like these, they don't have this like bundle of, they're really going to have to do it with a bunch of just, you know, middle tier guys you know the the journeyman dudes you're not talking about huge huge stars especially uh, on the offensive end you have chosen though you have chosen with the trade that you made for teddy bridgewater uh which you know props to teddy bridgewater for going out there and showing well in the preseason enough to get the jets a third round pick for him so all, all part of their plan all part of their plan. Yeah, so instead of possibly starting Bridgewater and letting Darnold sit behind and learn, they decide to not take the salary cap hit and offload him to the Saints, which, you know, with Drew Brees getting up in age, it's uh, not the worst decision for the Saints to do there. I think that's smart. You only give up a third rounder. 
And if you never know if, if, you know, Drew Brees hits that point where it's just not happening, it shouldn't with all the weapons he has around him, but you never know. And sometimes the weapons aren't enough. It's just him. He, he has a Peyton Manning moment, and it just doesn't return. But you hope not. You, you don't want to see Drew Brees going out like that. But still, the point is, this is t- Sam Darnold. This is Sam Darnold City, Sam Darnoldville, Sam Darnold, the New York Jets. This is what you're going to see. Uh, Todd Bowles and uh, Mike McCagnan have made their bed. They're going to lie in it. And it's time. It's time for Donald to put up or shut up. What are we going to see out of him? But whatever he does, that is going to determine what the Jets season is like. If he plays really well, they could be competitive or at least they're functional. And you know what you have there. Mm-hmm. And you now try to build the team around Sam Donald. If he plays badly, he's still going to be there because he's a rookie quarterback, and they all, they most of the, you know, ninety nine percent of them make mistakes. And you know, I, I, what do you think Sam Donald's going to show? He's going to show like what Brett Favre showed throughout his career, like what Peyton Manning showed his first year or two in the NFL. He's got a great arm. He's going to make some big plays, have some big moments, but there are going to be times where he's going to cost you. And I think the Jets are really prepared to live with that because you have Josh McCown as a backup quarterback. You're going to have Josh McCown as basically – for all intents and purposes, a quarterback coach mm-hmm. at the very minimum through the first four or five years of Darnold's development. So you say, hey, try to keep it under 20 interceptions this season as you get your feet wet. Then you can knock that down to 17, 15, 12, 10. But you're going to have a lot of big-time plays, and that's how the Jets are going to build for the future. I think there's going to be, again, some flashes of greatness. There are going to be times where it's going to cost you. But you know that you're going to have, and use the best word, a functional quarterback for this year and a functional team. Yeah, certainly. I mean, your well, your biggest receiver is Robbie Anderson and, and Jermaine Curse. I mean... You're not sitting here going, yeah, that's just two guys I really, really want to have. That's guys you want to have around somebody else. But, hey, guess what? They're, Sam, Sam Darnold has to do with what he has. And, again, if he can make it work, if he can get the best out of them, uh, like we've seen other quarterbacks do, again, maybe the Jets surprise and do more than what people expect. And especially, he's going to have help because – they have a pretty good budding defense, as mm-hmm. we've seen. They keep adding talent. You know, they added Jamal Adams last year. They already had Leonard Williams on the line. They bring in Tremaine Johnson to be a you know anchor on the defensive backside. Every Williamson as well. Um, you know, on the defensive side, you might see the Jets be that powerhouse again of maybe they're giving Darnold more opportunities to score points or just, you know, giving him more chances to show what he has 
And I think that's kind of what you want out of that, that defense is just don't give up huge plays, which they have the talent to, to keep it there. And, you know, do what you got to do and, and don't just just give Darnold opportunities. Absolutely. And I think he's going to take advantage of those opportunities and it's not going to be terrible. It's not going to be the ideal and perfect of what you like, but yeah, it's not going to be terrible. And I think Jets fans are going to appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely think you could see the Jets being a good third place. You know, maybe if they go six and ten or something like that. I think you, sh- if you're, if your ownership, maybe that's not what you want to see. Obviously, but. I think that's good enough for Todd Bowles to feel happy with what he has for the decisions they made and you keep building and and keep getting better and obviously you hope for the Patriots to start falling off their perch a little bit and with the years that go by Darnold gets better and again you just you keep building and they've done good job so far just you mm-hmm. have to see if this pans out because they got a quarterback room full of dudes uh, <laughs> that wound up, you know, not doing a whole lot. You got to hope that Sam Darnold, and it looks like he's not going to be, but Sam Darnold uh, finally is the one that breaks out of that, and you can you can start to see, you know, light at the end of the tunnel and go, okay, the Jets can finally get back to being contenders, being a team that. You could see win the division at some point or, or whatnot. Not in the situation they're in right now. Again, I think 6-10, and 7-9 and so get some surprising wins that maybe you didn't expect them to. But, man, if they do more than that, that's really overachieving for me in, in this year with the talent they have. Yeah, and I mean... I would say, yeah, six, seven isn't too bad. And they hope, I don't know, Belichick retires or Brady retires or they both retire simultaneously or something happens catastrophic or there's some shift in the universe. I don't even know at this point anymore. But when it really comes overall to the division, yeah, I think the Jets are going to settle for third place and Bowles will be like, yeah, you see what I can do. Now you've given me some talent. Let's give me a little bit more. Let's keep building up from here. And yeah, it's, it's another season, another Patriots divisional win. Dolphins hovering around 500, but not really in the playoffs. It's second jets, third, Bills picking fourth overall in the draft. They're lucky if they win three. <laughs> That's crazy to say. But it's it's uh, the truth, honestly. I'm sorry, Harry, but you know it is. Uh, yeah, it's just... It's difficult to see the Bills doing more than... I mean, if the Jets just really just really suck or something. Somehow I could see the bill. Or maybe just Josh Allen proves he's he's better than a lot of people giving him credit 
and he supersedes what's happening with that offensive line and LaShawn McCoy is back himself. I don't I just that's a lot of what if scenarios I don't see happening. But yeah, the Bills are gonna be in fourth. I think the Jets are in third, maybe, you know. They could be battling the Dolphins for second if, you know, say Tannehill doesn't have a great year or something. Uh, and then at that point, you have to be considering if Adam Gase has got to worry about his job. And, yeah, I, I mean. I wouldn't necessarily, I would be like, okay, Adam, front office, y'all two are not working together. One of y'all has got to go. If I swear, if I see Brock Osweiler step one foot on that field during this season, I don't know. Maybe you may need to set aside bail money because I'm going to be using up on gas for a good five-hour drive because uh, something's going to happen. You may see me on TV. That's that. Oh, <laughs> I'll Lord. leave it there. Angry <laughs> fan happening right now. Yeah, and the Patriots, whether it's ten and six, eleven and five, whatever, they'll win this division again. Uh barring a Tom Brady crazy injury or something. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think the AFC East feels like it's gonna be the same it has been. Uh probably just as not competitive. It might be a lot more interesting to see what happens between two and four and not one and two. But, hey, at least there's young quarterbacks to watch. Will Ryan Tannehill finally get back to being Ryan Tannehill? Uh, Are we going to get Tom Brady doing another Tom Brady year? There's some things there, but this is certainly not the division you just want to feast your eyes on constantly. But all right, I think that's going to do it for our division preview here for Uh, The AFC East, that means we're done with the AFC. So you have four episodes of shows to go through. AFC West, South, North, and East. You get all of our decisions on who's winning the divisions, who's going through, who's uh, what are the ranks, all that before this season starts. We'll be back again on Sunday, starting with the NFC, as we go NFC South and West what we think are going to happen with those eight teams. And then on Monday, we'll do the rest of it, NFC North and and East. And it'll be interesting uh, to see what I have to say about my Cowboys. Not a lot of great things to say right now. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, So, yeah, hopefully if you heard what, you know, you like what you heard, you hit that subscribe button, Football to the Max. We are wherever you can find podcasts. And if not, Hit us up at WTMSean, at SquidSportsHead on Twitter to let us know what you think, what you think about our division rankings. Or if we're not on some podcatcher that you like, let me know and I'll fix that immediately. Uh, visit that WTMNet.com and we will see you guys on Sunday night, Monday morning. Later. Peace.